Welcome back to Raised by Nerds, a parenting podcast brought to you by the Dadless Podcast Group. I am the Elder. And I am Jose the Dad. Today's episode, I wanted to talk about something near and dear to my heart. Friends. Friendship. How many of us have them? You know that's the uh, the main power source of all anime characters is power-ups. It's friendship. How would you say your, your childhood was in terms of friends? Yeah, so elementary school, Northmead Elementary, the Cubs, you know. Shout out. Made some friends there. Uh, got in trouble with said friends. Uh, developed a potty mouth there in the third grade. Who doesn't? At one point, the four of us all crushed on the same girl. And then she broke up with me the next day because I was too chicken to call her. Because back then it was house phones. I'm like, what if her parents answer? What do I say? Yeah, I'm your, I'm your daughter's new boyfriend. Like, What grade is this in? Third grade, fourth grade, okay. fourth grade. All right. So I took the L and then uh, one of my friends was, I guess, next in line. So uh, she just <laughs> <laughs> a homie hopper. Eh? <laughs> so but oh, then yeah. uh, I lose that group of friends uh, because we moved away. And, you know, this is elementary school. We don't have really cell phones or anything. No social media. So that was it. Bye. Have a beautiful time. Fifth grade. Moved to a new place, new town, new school. Uh, had some anger issues going through a lot with with stuff at home parents splitting up and whatnot so i was kind of like the kid they made fun of because i was like get mad about any little thing like people could look at me just like look at me and i'd be like what and i'd just be like they just laugh and i'm giving them exactly what they want just like stop fucking looking at me and so uh, i i gave them a lot of ammo to make fun of me not that bullying's cool but like i i can understand why I was not the most favorable or most liked child. But there was one one friend that was cool with me and then uh, still a friend to this day. And then in the seventh grade, I met my next friend uh, that like became a part of the group. And then there was three of us. And it's like the hangover. You guys might not know this, but I consider myself a bit of a loner. Yeah. A one-man wolf pack? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we were a three-man wolf pack. Wait a second, could it be? I just added two more guys to my wolf pack. <laughs> and the way that i made these friends was so interesting too because like for example in seventh grade no idea who this dude fucking was but we both signed up for wood shop and because all the guys wanted wood yeah. shop and it was like the one elective that the school had that was fucking cool we didn't get in so they put us in fucking yearbook i'm outside the classroom waiting to go in there's like there's like three other dudes so i'm like looking around and i look at the first guy and i'm like okay uh that's hyperactive you know adhd kid that was my brother but i i would get annoyed with my brother so it's kind of like mm, maybe not him and then there was the other guy who was had already entrenched himself with all the ladies not in like a womanizer way and like a one of the girls kind of way so it's like okay so then i'm like looking around and there's one other dude homeboy has a mustache in the seventh grade full like almost a full fucking beard hey, there's always one hella fucking mexican <laughs> And he looks at me and it's just like an instant, like silent understanding of like, we're in this together, man. <laughs> Don't even say a word. We, we walk inside and we both sit next to each other. Like you could pick your own seats. And so for the rest of the year, we're just trying to survive yearbook class. Two more friends along the way that are part of my group, my group. Uh, the next one in high school, I started uh, wanting to play in a rock band. And so this dude played the guitar. And the friend, the first friend, the one from fifth grade was like, 
get a load of this guy. He plays the guitar. And I'm like, yo, homie, I play the bass. We're trying to get a band going. He's like, cool, what kind of music you listen to? So we're naming some bands and we're like, oh, cool, man. Come pull through, play with us, you know, see what we can fucking do. So that's uh, that was the other friend. And then uh, the final friend was actually before that one I just mentioned. We just moved to our house and he lived across the street and I remembered him from middle school. And the, uh, the second friend I made, the yearbook guy, was actually dropping him off at his house. I was like, yo, what's up, man? Haven't talked to you in a while because I switched high schools and we weren't texting for like a few months. And then I'm like, uh, yo, what's up, man? So we rekindled the flames of friendship. And then uh, this other person he was dropping off joins the mix. And that's where we formed the band. And then the fourth person came in and, and joined the band. So yeah, so I, I made friends along the way. And every time I made friends, I would add them to my collection of lifelong friends. Obviously, I had like a bunch of regular friends, but like the true like made a connection with friends for life type people I still fuck there's, with to this day. There's the core. Yeah. And that's where I was going to. Um, I feel like everybody has a core group that you stick with. As kids, we we kind of work our way through like multiple relationships, you know, throughout our adolescence. From like seventh grade onward is when those like tighter connections really start, you start building them with people. That's what I was gonna ask is this, the, the core group that you have, are you still, like are you still in contact with them? Do you still see them? Like what is your relationship now? Or do you guys all, at this point, are you guys all dads? Or is it still like, not everybody's a dad? So it's kind of funny because the way the group has kind of developed, I'll try not to ramble like that last answer. That was kind of long-winded. With this core group of guys, uh, I was the first one to become a dad. And then uh, yearbook guy. And our families hang out. Our kids hang out. We hang out, you know. So it's like a big group thing. The one that I mentioned last, the one that lived across the street, he just became a dad. Uh, and he just got married. So he's kind of in his honeymoon phase. We don't really see him or hear from him. But I'm like, yeah, you know, we were all there at one point. So he'll come back when he's ready. He's a dad, and then the other two are not dads, so we kind of have a good, healthy mix of, uh, you know, old boomers and young bucks. We try to hang out, but you know how life goes. You know, you get busy, you get like, oh, I got to do this with the kids, oh, I got to do this for work, and then before you know it, you look text the group chat you have with your boys, and you're like, six months ago, what the fuck? It's been six fucking months. I think the one cool thing about the age that we've grown up in now that we're dads and that we have families and we fucking have to adult and do shit. It's kind of the same thing with my friends and, and my fucking core group of friends that I've, I've had now since high school. The best thing that we can do because all of us work different schedules. All of us have different fucking things going on. The overall feeling of like, we'd fucking kick it tomorrow. Like with no big deal, you know? I can't really speak to, you know, friendships between like females because I've seen like the memes where it's like girls hanging out and then like guys hanging out. And it's like the guys hanging out. It's like the exact same thing like when you were kids as to when you're adults. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's kind of what it's like. At least that's what I can speak to is friendship between, you know, the boys. You know, we can go like six months, maybe even a fucking year without like seeing anyone in the group. And then you see each other again and you're like, no time has passed. I feel like for me, that was one of the harder things getting over, like, as you start to realize, like, not even as you realize it, but like as adulthood sets in for me, my life, like even up until like my early 20s was like I was with my friends all the time. Like even up until we got our first apartment, I lived across the fucking way from one of my boys and his family. Hey, there you go. In the same apartment complex, you know, I think that's one of the harder things to get over in terms of not just fucking parenthood, but like growing up. Because it's it's real easy to feel like you're losing touch with people. That's one thing that I never wanted to happen when I was a kid. Like, I remember one of my family members straight up told me one day, 
a long fucking time ago too and this was like in the peak of like the flames of youth what the fuck did they tell me like you grow up you know all your friends they don't give a fuck about you they leave and i was like what a bitter way to like fucking look at life i was like yeah your life fucking sucks dude if if you have no friends then again i had you know family members that their friends were guys named fucking pinto bean and shit so (laughs) (laughs) okay but <laughs> uh, Pinto Bean was found dead. So <laughs> I'll just leave that there. Do do with that what you will. As I grew up and I had to kind of sort through my own bullshit, that was one of those things that it was a constant thought in my head. It was like I'm going from you know being with my friends all the fucking time to I see them when I can now, but we're like in constant contact because of you know social media and and how you're able to keep connections with people. But also that's what like made me really sad about growing up. And I would hate for my kids to feel that way about feeling like they can't keep in contact with friends or like the feeling of losing friendships and shit. That shit sucks, dude. That feeling's terrible. Like now with my oldest one being in school and starting to, you know, she comes home every day from school and my friend said this, my friend said that. And so for me, I'm like, I want to encourage and, you know, foster those friendships to, to continue on even even later. And I want them to know, like, yeah, you can go hang out with your friend, like, you know, when you're older. Kindergarten's a bit, you know. But you know what I mean? Like, a- as they grow up, I want to I want to have those uh, things in place for, for my kids to be able to, uh, this is going to sound real cheesy and, like, doctory, but, like, to foster and nourish those, uh, those friendships. This is a parenting podcast. <laughs> it's on the table. Okay. All right. It's on the table. So that, you know, so they can... Uh, experience the the same kind of friendships that i have and maybe even better because uh if we don't move away they don't lose friends in the middle of anything you know so that's what i try to encourage and it'd be really cool to be able to say like yeah we were friends since preschool or friends since kindergarten and now we're graduating together type thing for our kids growing up they have a more expansive technology than we had or than we've grown up with they'll be able to have that that connectivity with each other that i feel like will be harder to lose out on than it could have been you know for us where i was like oh dude you're uh you know one day your friends your top five on your myspace turned into your top four what happened oh your friend yeah fucking deleted their account or some bullshit i know and it's crazy because like i feel like i might even have more connections still if social media was more prevalent back then because like people were on people were like on myspace and you know by the time i graduated the great migration had happened from myspace to facebook and then even then i think by the time i graduated uh you know it was more instagram snapchat was just coming out so not everyone was really on there yet bro myspace was my senior year so there you go come on so for me it was like uh maybe a a couple years after that uh what are you class of what class of 09 okay class of 13 so you know y'all already had fuck (laughs) i had facebook but so like i feel like if it was like where everything that's out now snapchat instagram like there's Mm -hmm. so many different ones that if you don't have one you have the other when I was in high school, it was really not that many options still. And so, like, if you didn't have this one, then it was like, okay, bye. Bro, for us, it was like, do you have instant messenger? What's your AOL? Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't even have a computer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we don't even have fucking cable, dude. What do you, I don't even know what the fuck that is. I feel like if we had what we have today, probably have some more connections still. So it's kind of interesting and, uh, you know, maybe, I guess, exciting to see how our kids will get to keep their connections. I feel like that's one of the biggest things for me. I know we've talked about all the shit that, you know, all the biggest things that we want our kids to fucking take from being kids. But friendship is one of the 
bigger fucking elements that I feel like makes or breaks a fucking childhood. I feel like uh, a good set of friends is really fucking important to kids. Here's a fun one. I don't know if this was on your scope for our friendship episode, but is it okay to be your child's friend when you're supposed to be the parent? There is a fucking very fine line (laughs) that you, when you dance that tango with your child, you could be a cool parent. Where do you cross the line at being a doormat? Because you don't want to upset them. I think there's a big difference to me between being a cool parent and being a fucking friend parent, dude. I think that's dangerous fucking territory. That is. And so, see, for me, the way I kind of try to look at it, because, again, we're just fucking out here winging it, figuring shit out as you go along. And so the way I kind of see it is, like, I have to be the authoritative figure. So I have to be able to establish boundaries and rules. And, you know, you have to raise your children. That's what you're doing as a parent. But I also don't want to make, I don't want to say mistakes, but, like, learn from previous you know generations styles of parenting and so like for example we probably heard it all the time growing up uh because i said so or it's my way or the highway type thing you know i like that anytime i would ask my mom something like if i would ask her why i wouldn't get that because i said so she'd take the time and explain it to me like well this is why things are the way that they are and I feel like that helped me. So that's what I try and do with with, uh, with my kids, too. And so I don't want to be just a strict, you know, authoritative because I said my way or the highway, like no personal or emotional connection to my kids. But when you do kind of break down that barrier and you like you said, it's a very fine line because like I want to hang out with my kids and have fun with my kids. Like they're the most important people to me, my kids, you know, for most parents, that's the case, at least when they're in their youth man you know once they empty nest you and they're like 25 and they're like fuck you dad i don't have time for you then you're like well fuck you too then motherfucker but like while you're raising them they're your priority so for me i'm kind of like yeah i want to have fun with like i want to have fun with these little fuckers i gotta live with them for the next at least 18 years so for me i try to i try to walk that fine line but you're right it is a fine line because you you want them to come to you and feel like they can talk to you and be open and honest but you also have to make sure that you're not a doormat and that you can set the boundaries when needed okay and you gotta think too like you're you're the way that you parent is going to shape how your children will parent and the way that you interact with other people in general gives your kid the example of what behavior is and isn't acceptable. So like if you wake up and you're cussing at your dad for waking you up when that kid grows up to have a, a wife or husband or whatever, like what are they going to do? Hey, fuck you. Like, is that going to be like healthy? Is that like a, a playful thing? Is that like a mutually like, oh, haha, that's just how we talk? Or is it like a legitimate like, no, fuck you. Like my demeanor and disposition towards my kids isn't as bad as it was like with my parents. But I want to be at the point to when, when we get to the age where our kids are in their early teens, where you still hit them with that certain tone or you give them that fucking cockeyed look like, and they know like, oh dude, all right, I'm cleaning. Put a nice bow on it and circle nice, it back around. To put a nice bow on it. I think overall friendship and growing up with a strong group of people around me for so long was so important to me. It's one thing that I I feel so fucking adamant about my kids having. I want them, I want to know that they can meet up and, oh yeah, we're going to spend the night at so-and-so's house. Whether it be family, which I wish I would have had at my age at that, you know, growing up. 
I would love to hear like, oh yeah, we're riding our bikes over to so-and-so's house. You know, we downloaded this new game and we're all gonna play tonight. Oh, what did you guys do? Oh, dude, so-and-so's mom got mad at us because we were up at four in the morning. We were sneaking snacks from the kitchen. We were playing fucking Xbox 9000. It was cool. It sounds cool. What else did you do? Well, we went and fucking killed a guy. <laughs> I have a feeling that my house will probably be the one that the friends come hang out at. Because like, if they're trying to sneak snacks at like four in the morning, I'm already going to be in the kitchen like, oh, shit. You guys want some? Get out of the kitchen. <laughs> Go to bed. These are my snacks. Here, you, you can have some. And we, we don't say a fucking word about this, right? Shut the fuck up. I've always thought about that. I'd love to be that fucking dad or that house. that like, oh, all the friends come and kick it at this house. And I think that was also like a big thing for me is that, you know, the bonds of friendship are so deep that you call your friend's parents, mom and dad. That was so important to me. And that I remember getting in a hell of big fight with like one of, uh, one, well, two of our friends um, at separate times. And one of our, our friend's dads, he walked us outside and he was like, fuck are you guys fighting for? He's like, you guys are brothers. I want to see you guys fucking fighting. And I turned like it hit me so hard that I turned and I was like, do you say we're brothers? And he was like, yeah. You guys are in my house. You're brothers. Stop fucking fighting already. And I was like, thanks, dad. With my boy, Tony. His mom was my mom from day one. And I could never repay that lady for like basically adopting me. That It was so fucking amazing to know that feeling. And that's something that I, I hope my kids have. But yeah, it, it's, it's uh, definitely something that I think a lot of people probably want for their kids. And yeah, you're right. You know, other parents, uh, your friend's parents becoming parental figures in your life is huge too, you know. I had a fantastic saint of a mother myself. Even then going to like my boy's house, yearbook guy, going to his house for the first time. Because my house was the hangout house for, for most of the time. But there were times where we would hang out at, at his house too, where I would just go over. And when I would go over, his parents, his whole family was like from day one like you said just yeah your family too like you want to eat here have this have that like oh yeah you guys go do this you guys go do that fan fucking fantastic feeling to know that you can go into someone else's house and it's just like another family and some people take it the wrong way some people might be like the jealous type and be like you have one family like nah man the more the merrier the more people that care about your kids at least to some degree the same way you care about them the better i think that was something for me that as I got older, I realized I think it was important to my family to know that although it was one of those things that they could have been jealous of and been like, well, you know, you want to live with them, go live with them, which eventually happened. But that at a point in time where easily I could have been, you could have found me in a fucking ditch. They knew who to call. Yeah. They're like, Is he here? No, he's probably over there. Is he here? Yeah, he's here. Where is he? They're dead in the ditch. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> See, I'll pick him up tomorrow. <laughs> But it was one of those things where they at least knew that they could rely on on these specific people to know like where I was or what I was doing. Yeah. They could call and check in. They didn't have to fucking worry about it. Or they knew where I was sleeping that day. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's cool as fuck. I think that's fucking important, dude. I don't think I'm I don't think I've ever been the best fucking friend. I value friendship. It's a very fucking important thing to me, even to this day. And I'm old and I there's people that don't fucking talk to me at all. I'd still talk to you if you reached out to me today. Easy. Like, dude, I will show up at your mom's doorstep in the middle of the night and I will fight her fucking ex-husband. It's, it's, it's that deep. Yeah, friendship. I think it's very important. I think it's important not only for growth, but 
I think kids have to know what that bond and what that feeling feels like so that they don't feel alienated and then you don't end up, I mean, no fucking jokes intended, but you don't end up with bad shit happening, dude. Well, no, and that's what I was actually just about to kind of get into real quick as well is friends play such an important role in people's lives because you could be doing everything right by the book as a parent. But the wrong group of friends or maybe wrong group of people, because true friends shouldn't, you know, help, you, you should help each other grow as people. And if, you know, they're only your friends, if they're manipulating you and get you to do, you know, bad shit or things like that, like having good, strong, solid friendships means having someone who will be there for you through good and bad and wants to see you do better. And if you end up with the wrong crowd that will only accept you if you do this or do that or smoke this or do that. You're with the wrong crowd. And so it is super important for your kids to get a a good, strong foundation with friendship because the wrong one can send them astray despite you doing everything in your humanely possible power to keep them on the right path or a good path. Oh, dude, I've, 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 I've been there. Easily was entrenched with like a group that I was the fucking punching bag and I was the third wheel. But separately, like in private, I was everybody's go-to, like, oh, well, this is how I feel. And then when it came together, it was this whole different dynamic of, like, I didn't mean shit. And it was very apparent that I didn't mean shit. They were very open about it. But then when they needed a friend and wanted, like, they wanted a, a friend, you know, air quotes friend, I was a fucking dude. And that's, that happens to kids, dude. And that's, that's a scary feeling, too, to know that your, your children are either the are either the victim or the victimizer in that kind of role. Because it happens and you would never fucking know. I, I know that shit, like really close, dude. And that shit's scary too, because we're not there yet. But I mean, it it potentially develops early. And that's why I think it's important to get to know your kids' friends. And if they have, you know, parents in the picture or whatever, get to know them too. Get to know who your kids are around yeah, so that you have a good idea. And, and if the, you don't agree with who they're hanging out with, I don't think the right approach would be like, hey, you can't see them anymore because then they're going to just rebel. Like, you have to try and help guide your kids to see it with their own eyes yeah, and have them come to their own. Because it's important to teach them how to be independent too, how to be able to pick, the, pick these things up on their own because you won't always be there to help them filter everything out. Yeah, You have to teach them how to filter it out. So when they're younger, help push them in that direction, but kind of be like a Mr. Miyagi, have them put wax on wax off and then when they're blowing up and they're having a breakdown go daniel son show me wax on what do you mean what? show me wax on wax on wax off breathe in through nose out the mouth don't forget to breathe very important wax on wax off and then bam you're like there you go it's and, teaching you the whole time and then you find mr miyagi drunk and he's just you know fucking grieving his wife and shit we're all human. He was in the war. A great fucking franchise. Show your kids Karate Kid. That's fucking true. You should. Even the one with Hillary Swank. I actually don't remember that one. I don't remember it either. Friendship. Hey, you want your kids to learn about friendship? Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z. Naruto. Bleach. Demon Slayer. You know, I'm not even going to lie. I'm pretty sure that like anime and like those cheesy kids shows played a huge fucking role in like me trying to be the best possible friend in person I can be. Because, like, you want to be Super Saiyan, right? You want to be a fucking badass warrior. You want to be able to fucking save the world. Realistically, you can't do a lot of that shit. But what you can do is be the same fucking friend that, you know, Goku was to Krillin. 
same fucking father that Vegeta was to Trunks because Goku's not the best dad, let's face it. You know, those examples are the ones that you can follow and those shows will give you good examples. So show your kids those fucking nerdy shows, man. Uh, the stand-up comedian Joey Diaz has a, a really fucking cool just life quotes in general. And he uh, he had a bit where he said, you don't need 20 people to take over you don't a country. Need 20 friends. You just need three motherfuckers and you can take over a country. You give me three bad motherfuckers and you're finished. You understand me? You're fucking finished because we got each other. As long as you have a solid group of friends, you can kind of overcome a lot. And that's true. What's a good movie that you would watch with your friends? Step Brothers. Strong one. I, I, I think I always have to go comedy. I don't disagree with you. Yep, comedies, because you got to share laughter when you're hanging out with your friends. You can't watch Marley and me in front of your boys. You get too vulnerable. Yeah, so. Again, I am the elder. I am Jose the dad. This is Raised by Nerds, a parenting podcast. We will talk to you soon.